Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast, powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast. John, this one is going to be a long boy tonight. Yeah, so usually we got conferences that are broken into divisions. Yeah. The KCAC is still a year away from uh, experiencing their first year divisions with the addition of Evangel. And, uh, but now we get to talk about all of them in one group, just like it's always been for these guys since the 1920s, 10s, maybe early 1900s. A long daggum yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, I believe 1906 maybe. I don't know. Because you're looking at some teams in here with some serious history. Absolutely serious. The worst team we're going to talk about has more wins against Oklahoma than West Virginia does. And currently Oklahoma and West Virginia are in the same conference. Rocker, stalker. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, and obviously we're talking about Bethany here. Um, was 0-10 a year ago. Um, did not have the worst offense in the, le- in, in the conference. Um, it's just second worst. Just, just, just second worst. Uh, they do return a lot. Uh, but they did not have a lot of all-conference production. Well, you know, just off topic from football, can we just say that Bethany has, like, one of the coolest names in the NAI, the Swedes? Especially because if you go with the, the historical name. In there, yeah. The fighting Swedes? Yeah, so one of the coolest names. Um, you know, the great thing about the KCAC is that it's a league where a team can go from worst or second to worst, and reach back to the top with the right coach. I know they're in the second era, second year of their new head coach, but look at uh, you know what Coach Harrison did with uh, Bethel. Yeah, they had a terrible history, and uh, you know maybe Bethany can reach back up. And Bethany does have some history themselves. And as we talk about it a little bit more, uh, there is a lot of coaching turnover in this league, and so right. there are a lot of coaches that are trying to find their footing. Yeah, they're a little ahead the of the game. They, they got to retain their coach. A lot, a lot of others didn't. The closest school to them lost their head coach to a FCS school. So we'll have to see Not what that we... that means much, but go ahead. Well, you know, we'll have to see. They do lose Larry Hall, their linebacker, with 90 tackles there, but they do retain most of their defense. Uh, they return their quarterback, most of their wide receivers, and most of their running backs. So you're talking about most of your team that's coming back. Yeah, they just got to find identity on defense. Uh, you know, they got to be able to stop somebody through the air, through the run. Usually Somewhere. teams that start taking baby steps are find a way to stop the run first. Tip the hat if you can beat me through the air, but we're not going to let you bully me at the line of scrimmage. Right. And that's what Bethany needs to find identity in their defense. Um, you know, offense will eventually come. But like I said, you, you can't be competitive unless your defense is formidable. Ryan, you're talking about a defense that almost allowed seven and a half yards per play. Yeah, that's um, it's hard to be competitive when you do that. I believe in football terminology, that's called a sieve. But they're in the second year of a new era, so excited to see what happens there. Now, the next team up has some really interesting stuff going on, and that's going to be the Friends Falcons here. 
a team that has had success yeah. historically, not as of late, but the folks out in Wichita decided that they were going to uh, dig deep and get uh, and get some good head coaches and uh, and staff there. Well, you know, I've always heard good things about Friends' track program and weightlifting program. And then the NAI, um, you know, the track program kind of overlaps sometimes with football players. I mean, and honestly, let's yeah. think about it. The, the two programs that would easily feed a football program right. are going to be weightlifting and track. Which, friends had the worst offense last season, but that doesn't mean much. You got a new coach with a new system that's a proven winner in the conference that has experienced in AI playoffs already. It, what can he bring, you know? You're not going to see the worst offense at Friends University coming this year. So here's a question for you. Um, how long does it take to transition a normal run-of-the-mill offense to some, something like the flex bone that Terry Harrison's going to want to run? Well, the good thing about the flex bone is you're really relying on you know, four to five base plays, you know, and there's different variations off of that, but four to five base plays, it really just depends on your quarterback if he can make reads and whatnot. Uh, for the offense linemen, the rules are easy. They stay the same. They're uniformed. You know, that's the beautiful thing about that flex bone is that a turnaround can happen just like that. Look at the major level like Georgia Tech when Paul Johnson first came on the scene, you know, caused issues. And, you know, Look at uh, when Cumberland's were in, was in their heyday here not too long ago. They were causing issues. And Reinhardt, when they first started out, they'll tell you, you know, they weren't wing T, but it was wing T when they first started. Right. And they looked good, and that was a first-year program that won a conference title. So I, I think the turnaround for, you know, friends could be dramatically fast. And you – and. We talked to Coach Harrison. He said he had a lot of transfers that went through spring ball with them. Right. So not only are you returning pretty much everyone except for Cade Nagy and Jagger Blue Ball, you're, you've got a lot coming back, and you've got a ton of transfers there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what – I don't see their, their net yards per play being in the negative like it was last year. No, you, but honestly, you've got to turn that defense around as well. It's right. 6.11 yards per play is not generally going to get it done no, for not you. At all. We'll talk a little bit about later once, once we get kind of to the – closer to the end, yeah. what the larger uh, trend will be. Right. Because th there's, there's some overarching things now that you're adding – another flexbone team right. to the league, what's that going to mean for defenses? But we'll get to that. Next we move to the Blue Jays of Tabor. They had a above slot almost offense last year. So it wasn't like amazing in the KCAC, but it was definitely above where they kind of rank in this hierarchy. You know, it wasn't too long ago where Tabor – had a great run in the KCAC, yeah. and they've really fallen off. You know, it's funny, them and we'll talk about Ottawa here in a little bit, but uh, they've, they've fallen off to, like, this the new culture that Kansas Wesleyan has brought where they just exploded on the scene in Bethel. It'll be interesting to see if Tabor can fight back to get back near the top over there. And really that offense went through Andre Renteria at running back, a 1,000-yard rusher with 11 touchdowns at almost five yards per, per clip every time he touched right. the ball. But you're losing him. How do you replace basically your your biggest weapon on offense? You know, I, I, the NFL draft will tell you 
that, you know, even though Andre was super valuable for the Tabor Blue Jays, running backs are replaceable. It just depends on the offensive line you have bringing back. Yeah. And it, it seems like that unit's going to still be pretty good for Tabor next year. And the next guy up, it's just got to go. They're just going to have to defensively be a little bit better than they were. 10th in defensive yards per play, which is below slot almost for yeah. them, uh, which is where they got their negative net yards per play. Right. Um, Let's say, you know, St. Mary, the Spires over there, um, I believe they got a new OC coming in this year. But just the major improvements they've made from 1920 to now to 21 yeah. to get to three wins because they weren't over not too long, either last year or the year before. It hasn't They're been that long. They're at the bottom of the barrel of the KCAC. And now you've got to sit here and, for St. Mary at least, you've got a flag football team too, and you, and, and you can't have your yeah. – you can't be outplayed by by your women's team. Sorry, sorry, girls. I I love flag football, but that'd be a point of pride for me if I were on the men's team. Right, absolutely. Can't get outplayed. They are returning Domingo Don, who had two kick return touchdowns. I mean, after the first one. Yeah, it's, you know it's funny. Every time we see these kick returners, are just impact players. They need to find a way to get them conventional offense. Right, because he only had 78. He only had 78 yards yeah, of like it's, catching. It, that's crazy. Get the man the ball. Um, and, and they do lose Rafael Sanginas there with almost 50 tackles and two forced fumbles. You've got to you've got to figure it out if, if you're if you're St. Mary's keep making those strides. Right. Well you know we got in the notes up there how much they're returning. Yeah. And this is a team like we said that just went over not too long ago. Fought their way to three wins. Can they get the 500 this year? That'd, that'd be a huge question. We'll mark. have to see. So kind of those those four teams there, your St. Mary's, your Bethany, your friends, your, your friends right? Uh, those are going to be, and um, and your Tabor, those are kind of your bottom, bottom four teams. From there, you start to get to the middle of the pack. Right. Out, of, out of those four, no, no, uh, no hate on the rest, but I definitely see friends making the largest jump yeah. this year. So as we get there, we're going to start to see more and more coaching turnover. Ottawa's head coach retires uh, from from coaching football. They promote Nick Davis, who is who is a brave himself. Right, exactly. One of, one of these situations in AI where a former player is now the head guy. Really cool to see. Um, Corey, I don't know if you've ever seen Ottawa pictures of their weight room, but it looks absolutely fantastic. Oh, it, it does. It's gorgeous. Um, you know, it's kind of like Tabor. Ottawa is kind of like KCAC royalty. Oh, where, yeah. You know, talking about history, they have a ton of history winning the conference. I'm about to say, I'm I'm, I'm looking up the, the picture now that a buddy sent me um, not too long ago yeah. of them wearing the 2000 KCAC championship shirts right. and right smack dab in the middle of he and his buddy is Steve Ryan. Wow. Yeah. Right before, he, right before he went to Morningside. Morning. Wow. Uh, Coach Ryan don't look much different. No. <laughs> Coach Ryan has aged rather well. For Ottawa, you've just got to figure out you had a really good defense. You're not returning a whole lot, and you're losing a whole lot on that side. 
whether it be Jacob Garcia at defensive uh, line with 14 tackles for loss or Colby Johnson with almost 130 tackles. Um, what they did a great job of last year was forcing a lot of turnovers. Yeah. You know, they gave their offense chances. I think their offense this year just has to capitalize on the tur- the turnovers the defense gives them. Absolutely. They do return defensive back and, and kick returner Devin Johnson, Johnston, who absolutely contributed to those turnover numbers yeah, with absolutely. two forced fumbles and eight picks. Yeah. He's in double digits himself. Yeah, exactly. So. so And a kick return touchdown. You talk about those athletes. Yeah, X factor. You know, could you see him maybe get some time on on offense if, if the offense scuffles a little bit, maybe get get him out in space I, a little bit? Well, you know, I, I think just making sure that he's the best he can be at defense, I think they'll probably rest him up. Unless it came down to it, you never know. Hey, man, you know, they could give him the Rodney the Harrison best treatment. Player, yeah. And now we have McPherson, man. I tell you, McPherson over the past Another two program years. that has made a lot of strides. Holy Christmas. Their defense has gotten better because it used to be the bottom of the barrel. And right here, they're they're sixth and seventh, and they are the first team in the KCAC here who has that positive uh, net yards per play. Now, it's only by three one-hundredths. But still. But this is a team who, for a couple years, folks have been telling us, man, you need to watch out for McPherson. Uh, They do return Jonathan White who had 10 scores. They return Preston Howard on the offensive line, but you lose two speedsters. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about a lot that, uh, you know, the most important position is returning your quarterback. And then if you're turning at least half the wide receiver room, you got something going. Uh, that's crazy. Jacoby Reddick was uh, with McPherson last year. Yeah, he was. Transferred from, from Bethel of, of Tennessee. And uh, got a chance out in Kansas. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I think he's back home in Florida looking for a coaching job. Best of luck to him. Here's the thing about the KCAC that that we've seen a little bit so far with maybe one or two exceptions. I can only think of one off the top of my head. Right. I think every team in the KCAC is bringing back their signal caller. I mean, that's... Absolutely ginormous. It's the most important position on the field. But when everyone's bringing back their signal collar, that makes it hard to make the next jump. Right. I totally agree. You know, uh, and so you look at a team like Sterling, six and six, five and five. They uh, lose the victory bowl to Segu, um, who we'll talk about their new head coach with an NFL yeah. pedigree a little later on. Right. Well, we got Darren Jackson, the new head coach of Sterling, coming over from Trinity Bible. And, you know, he's inheriting some good talent here. He definitely is. They had a decent offense and a decent defense, had a 1,000-yard receiver that's coming back. You've got a guy who had five picks in your in your defensive secondary there, George Powell Jr. But can Sterling take the next step? I mean, it's 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 definitely from here on up. It, it gets hard fast. Right. You know, the thing is, Sterling's good enough to finish in the middle of the pack again. But the question is, can the new coaching staff help them fight to the top of the pack? For them, I think it's all about coaching, not about players at this point. Yeah, I mean, they are bringing back a lot of a lot of players, including, again, their quarterback, a, right. you know, their wide receivers. 
um, most of their defense and, and a lot of their running backs. But at this point, it's 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 making that next step. Right. Whereas every team from basically here on up has has taken a a step towards making people nervous. Right. At at the re- with the rest of the division, um, and that starts with Southwestern, who, while they had a just a phenomenal offense, second in the conference, their defense was not great. Well, you know they had two quarterbacks get a lot of the reps last they year. They had three, three quarterbacks quarterback, holy cow. take snaps. You know, uh, all the, of them were efficient they, in the mid sixties. The so high 60s. the one that's not listed here because he wasn't a all-conference player right. is Brad Cagle, who really? uh, they, it got hurt really early on in the season, right. came back, and uh, you know they, they saw what he did last year against Kansas Wesley, and they said, we're starting the Coyote Killer. Yeah. <laughs> and they go and they beat Kansas Wesley. And again, I mean, you know. Huge win. Yeah. It's, it's like having a lefty one-out guy in, in baseball. The jinx of Southwestern. Absolutely. With their, with their live mascot cat. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, man... If if you want a treat, go read about the the southwestern history with the mound builders mm. and Jinx the cat. That is a that is a fascinating read. Right anywhere you go, but they are returning Brad Cagle, Luke Barnes, and Thomas Yam, all three quarterbacks. Who's going to be the one that uh, gets to call? Absolutely, they had they had injuries last year that that forced the split. But man, you're returning a lot of. Jackie Coleman, Keyshawn Jones, Andre Jones, Lake Hoffman. I know the offseason talk is Southwestern, who, you know, turns their head coach, you know, returns their head coach, returns the talent. They're the sexy pick in the KCAC. I mean, it's it's hard to pick against them here. And they do re- retain a good bit on defense, whether it be Shane Rodriguez, Josh Carter, Tavern Williamson. All you're really missing is Drew Smith at, at linebacker and Keyshawn Wyatt at running back. Otherwise, you're... Which I hate to sound negative, but like the running back and linebacker positions are replaceable. Yeah, exactly. It's not like offensive line or quarterback right. or defensive backs. Right, exactly. And so here's the thing. They're, they're only returning a few of, of their defensive players. A lot of them were seniors. Yeah. I don't know if for the sixth ranked defense in the KCAC, whether that's a blessing or a curse. Right. Well, you can only get better. Right. Usually in football, you don't get worse. And if Southwestern takes a step towards maybe closer to third defensively right. in, the, in the KCAC, they're, they're winning this thing. Easy. I totally agree with you. But then we have Avila. Fourth in offensive yards per play, third in defensive yards per play, which puts them third. They were part of this kind of round-robin, four-way... Tie, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they all ended up tied, obviously, but man, right. that uh, Avila Southwestern game was a war. Right, well, they were all near the top there, that's what we mean. Yeah. yeah. They were all in that top 25 contention, you know, uh, Avila re- returns Peyton Burke, you know, a thousand-yard thrower, 71% completion rate. Uh, not too much on the ground, but, you know, he's efficient. He gets it done. He was actually, I think if I remember correctly, they listed him as a utility man. Really? As as well. 
Um, one of these guys, I know they did. It's an insane stat line with, with kicks and punts included. Right. It's, it's absurd. But you do lose Malik Nesbitt. Your, your thousand yard running back and Andrew Williams, your thousand yard wide receiver. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of uh, returning production they're losing. That really is. And so I could see, and I hate to say it, because Avila has come out of, I don't want to say nowhere. Yeah. But they've done a fantastic job over the last few years. But they've stayed near the top right. for the past couple of years of the KCAC. Yeah, and, and so it's really going to be, man, I keep, I, I keep looking at all these teams and I'm like going, crap, man, they could win. Right. Well, up next we got Kansas Wesleyan, who is very familiar with the NAI playoffs at oh this point. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And they have now sent their past two coaches, head coaches, to the Division One level, one at FBS, uh, Drinkle at yep. Army, and now uh, Hendrickson at Western Illinois. It really is. A, well, how a impressive great is that? I mean, holy cow! And now you've got Matt Myers, who was promoted from defensive coordinator, to come in and to take the team over a team that was first in the conference right. in defensive yards per play. It used to be Kansas Wesleyan was not that great. They had a couple no. of great players who could make plays. Yeah. Uh, looking at you, Shaq, um, you know, with your 21 sacks or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. it, was, it was absurd. But they weren't that great defensively. Right. They've gotten a whole lot better here, and that's a lot of what they're bringing back is that, is that defense. They're losing a lot of that offensive production, especially offensive line at the quarterback position, is really yeah. where it's going to hurt. And they're one of the few. They the are one of the few uh, because their quarterback transferred out. Isaiah Randall, 3,000 yards, 63% passer, 36 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Yeah, he put up a show. And, and, he, had, and he had lots of time left. Right. So that's, that's one that you, you hate to see leave. Um, you know, they, 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 they lose C.J. Fluker almost 700 yards rushing, 200 yards receiving. Uh, you lose an all-conference running back. You lose two um, really good wide receivers. Stevie Williams, more of your, um, more Anquan Bolden route runner. Yeah. And, and Aaron Jenkins, more speedster. your physical specimen. I stood yeah. next to that man. He, had, he has the size to play football somewhere at the next level. Right. And Jake McClure at tight end, you lose Chase Strother on on your offensive line. But, man, that's a lot. Don't forget the kicker, man, Aaron Main. Aaron Main, 38 long, uh, 9 of 11. You do return most of your D. You return a quarterback, one right. quarterback. Yeah, but it's hard to replace the one that brought you all right. the production. And that's, and that's not the one who started most of the games. Right. I mean, you know. Um, does Kansas Wesleyan take a step back at the bottom of the four? I'm just wondering if Kansas Wesleyan has the potential. They've shown from Drinkle to Hendrickson. Maybe they can keep this culture going for the third round. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Because that's, man, that's just a, that's a passel of players. Well, we're talking about keeping the same culture. Now we move on to Bethel, the Threshers who also is hosting a new coach who lost their coach to a team, a program that was at the bottom of the barrel. 
Yep. We talked about with friends. And, you know, A.B. Stokes, he left Bethel, went to the high school level, mm-hmm. and now he has came back. How will he do with the best offense in the KCAC from last year? Well, he is uh, keeping the, the flex bone. Yes. So, so that, it, that definitely plays into what you've already got on roster. Uh, where Keegan Mark, Martin, Ryan uh, Junkermeyer, there on the offensive line are going to be, they're going to be seasoned vets at at running this. Uh, but man, you lose Cam Harrison, you lose Chance Scurry. Yeah, those are two huge. Scurry pieces. was huge, especially yeah. going up the A gap on the midline. I hate that they call him the fullback. I mean, yeah. the man, the man was. Oh, you can call him a fullback if you want. Yeah, there we'll we'll, we'll be the carries. Absolutely. And so you are missing a lot. Avery Hawkins played in the uh, the senior, the NAI Senior Bowl. Right. Uh, Josh Seabolt, your your linebacker, ninety nine tackles, twenty six tackles for a loss, ten sacks. You see a lot from these top two teams, especially to where they're losing a lot of players. Well, you know the good thing about somewhere like Bethel is. You lose a lot, but your offense works in your favor because you have a system. I know everybody has a system. Sure. But a a triple option system is just different. So do you think, though, then, that having friends running the same offense in the KCAC, giving those defensive coordinators two weeks of it, do you think that that kind of hampers their uh, their their, get, re, their reload? One, um, you know, NEI coaches are great. It will be helpful for the coordinators and assistant coaches. Two, NAI players have short memories. As, if you don't play these guys back-to-back, I don't think it's going to be very helpful, just being honest. Um, you know, plus both of them – while they probably share the same base philosophies, will have their own tags and variations off of it. Yeah, and and so that's that's the question. What wrinkles does Coach Stokes bring that yeah. Coach Harrison did not? And so, do you, honestly, I think I think I'm ready to make my my KCAC pick. I think it's pretty. I think it's going to be pretty cut and dry, and that's well, going to go ahead and make it. And that's going to be Southwestern. They bring back an absolute ton of players, and they have the coaching stability. Yeah, and they went to the playoffs a year ago. Hmm. You know, we said Southwestern was the the sexy pick, but I can't go away from Kansas Wesleyan. I I think the culture is going to get them through to be near the top again and to get back in the NAI playoffs and win the KCAC. If Kansas Wesleyan holds serve and and is still in the two three range, yeah, I think that they have done a phenomenal job. Right, absolutely. Because I I could see them falling back to the the bottom of that top four a little bit. Right. Um, you know, so it's if they can hold if they can hold steady, if Bethel can be in that two three range. Yeah. I think Bethel makes a, a big 
that that makes me high on Bethel next year. So who's your surprise team that won't win the conference but take a leap? I mean, I think we already talked about who who the obvious one's going to be, and that's going to be Friends. Okay, I, I, I'm going to go with Sterling. Okay, I like that. I like Sterling. that pick. Yeah. I th- I think with Friends, I think they have discovered or they have tapped into a desire to right. be good at football. I, th- I think having uh, Harrison over there for spring really helps. Yeah, with that, but you know. Um, I just really like Sterling, what they have coming back. Yeah. And, and I, I really like their offense. Yeah. And I, and I think the Coach Jackson will, uh, you know, have his own thing, of course, but I, I think he, I think it's on him and his coaching staff to take them up from a 500 record up to like a 7-8, maybe 9 win. You know, the thing about the KCAC is that there's there are so many teams that can actually win this thing. Right. You know, it's not like... Well, for everybody, there's so many winnable games on the table. Right. There's really, if you think about it, there's only, uh, you know, you could probably say three games that aren't winnable for most of the teams. Sure. So. And even some of these mid-tier teams still give the top teams some fights. So we'll have to see. And it's definitely going to be interesting next year as Evangel joins the ranks that's a good move for the KCAC. Yeah, you're automatically going to get two playoff bids. As long as you can keep in the top 20, top 20 which, right. which, you know, for two last year. When we, so. and, and the year before. Yeah. Here's the thing. When we started this, the KCAC was begging for two. Right. Now, it's, they're begging for three. Three, you're right. And so the, the, the conference has grown tremendously since we started doing this, they are no longer the butt of the jokes. Which Evangel gives you public perception oh, of a heavy hitter. Exactly. And if Evangel's offense can take a step forward this year and and be the dark horse that I think they can be. Right. Wouldn't uh, it be something if Evangel somehow won the heart and brought over oh, man. to the KCAC? You have to be rooting for that if you're in the KCAC. Offense. Oh, Absolutely. So. You know, and, and I think this uh, this switcheroo is good, and I've said it before, for both the KCAC and the Hart. I like the Hart bringing in uh, Missouri Baptist. Right. I think that's a really nice move for them. Huge, yeah. Um, and, and it works well for especially a team like Moval yeah. to have that Missouri team there. There with you. Um, isn't Avila a Missouri team as well? They are. Okay. I'm not sitting you got a few teams wondering. that you know, like Benedictine and Baker are in Kansas, but they're also in the heart. Right, and so, so it's it's hard. It's it's sometimes hard for Kansas is the capital of NAI football. Oh, it definitely is. And so them and then it's, behind them Kentucky. I mean, Kansas is the Iowa. capital of of football at every level besides Division One. Yeah, absolutely. With the with all your JUCOs. JUCOs, yeah. Absolutely. So. I'm going with Southwestern and Sterling, did you, and you're going with Kansas Wesleyan and Sterling. Yeah. Uh, I said uh, I meant um, I'm and going friends. With Kansas Wesleyan Sterling. You're yeah, going I'm friends. going. I'm going. Um, yeah, friends and Southwestern. So, thanks guys for joining us on uh, really a uh, a rapid fire approach through the KCAC. Right. We will, uh, man. We're in the K's here. Yeah, Mid-South is next, right? uh, 
Yes, Mid South is next, and then we move on to the Mid States. It's uh, when we're recording this. When, when you get to it, it'll be it'll be July. And yeah. right now, it's it's very very late June. June yeah. Um, but if you're at July, that means you're only one month away from August. Yeah, and August close. means football. Yeah, I'm excited. Absolutely, it's going to be a great season. Got a lot of a lot of kids coming back. To, to make really good teams this year. So we'll see what it brings, and we'll see what comes out of the KCAC. But for John Cooper, I am Corey Thorpe, and we'll see y'all next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. Thanks also to Mommy Bay Turf and Turf Nation, as well as Leading Edge Fundraising for their support of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.